0: The Self-Helpful Podcast is brought to you by Ziggler, your premier source for equipping coaches to help leaders and top performers excel professionally and personally. Visit Ziggler.com and let them inspire your true coaching performance. Welcome to the Self-Helpful Podcast. I'm Kevin Miller, and this is the podcast people tune into for in-depth discussions on the latest research from our foremost leaders in self-improvement. So you can be growing and more equipped to live at your fullest capacity in body, mind, and soul. In this episode, we're talking about possibly the number one easiest way to make an immediate positive impact in your health and wellness whether that's losing weight or getting more energy, the way to do it, track it. What you track, you just can't help but improve. I'm not a big believer in hacks, but if there were any, this may be the one most true personal health and wellness hack. The simple act of tracking certain aspects of your daily life will literally result in bettering your health and wellness. It's just simple psychology. I mean, if you write down or take a picture of everything you eat, Every day for a week, you will inadvertently make better food choices. If you track your physical activity every day for a week, you will end the week having done more physical activity, even without being very intentional about it. Awareness Changes Our Behavior and Action. In this episode, Dr. Randy James and I discuss how the simple act of tracking key areas of our lives like sleep and heart rate, food and activity and some other areas will by proxy elevate your health and wellness. Of course, you can go further than mere awareness and take solid action to utilize the data you receive and improve it. Tracking is an incredibly powerful tool and as you're going to hear in this episode, make it, making it possible to ascertain and improve areas of our lives we would otherwise just be ignorant about and somewhat impotent to address. I can say it's also an absolute propensity of our world's most successful, influential, and healthy people to track their health and wellness just as they track and budget their time and money. If you find value from the Self Helpful Podcast, I'd ask you to leave a rating and review. And the best thing you can do is just talk about what you hear with someone else. You can always connect with me and find me at my website or social media at kevinmiller.co. Well, next up, Dr. Randy James and I talk about the incredible benefit, hack, if you will, of simply tracking some aspects of your health and wellness. So look for it at your local store. Heaven Hill reminds you to think wisely and drink wisely. Okay, so I'll kick off this aspect of tracking and the value of it. I think we tend to naturally think, okay, I'm tracking things to see what the metrics are and adjust here and adjust there. And yet to start off with at the high level of just the psychology of... Tracking, which I would say tracking slash being aware. And, you know, I would think tangibly when somebody just when they make the call here, you know, to your clinic and say, I'm interested in being a patient, they talk with somebody and say, okay, I'm in, they make the appointment, they pay money up front. What is it now? Like 800 bucks or whatever it is up front, whatever it is. Uh, and they pay that money that right then their awareness
1: just went through the roof. Right. From a they, they are They are now aware. They are in some ways being tracked. We're going to call them back. Mm-hmm. We're going to send them something. Um, like you and I talked about so many times, they also will take a deep breath. Some, somebody's got my back. Somebody understands. Hope. Hope. Hope is being fed, is bringing forth awareness even of somebody else's awareness of them. Yeah. They are... They perceive attention, perception, so many little bitty things. And that's why we're talking about this today is because just, it seems so simple, and yet it's so profound that tracking and awareness and and those kind of things in so many areas of our lives matter. I
0: learned... 25 years ago in marketing and sales, they talked about reticular activator, (laughs) right? And so it's that the the term they always use back then. I remember for some reason it was a Honda Accord. So you're looking and you're you're thinking about buying a a red Honda Accord and uh, you're looking at them and all of a sudden, as soon as you, you're not even, you don't even bought one yet, but you're thinking about this specific type of car all of a sudden they're everywhere. You hadn't noticed them before, but now that you've decided in this car, you see them everywhere. You're just simply more aware. So here you have a patient who has, they're interested enough to call to, to be sold then on this thing. And the appointment, the first appointment, may be three months out to get in to see you, but now that's looming over there and their reticular activator, their hope. We know just there, right there, their, their propensity to make healthier decisions Uh, from that point on, they're probably going to walk in the door 90 days later, a little healthier than when they called.
1: Absolutely. Even if it is just for hope's sake,
0: just for hope's (laughs) sake. Well, so let's go to that with, you know, the literal aspect. I think the thing that uh, today that's people are more aware of in in the tracking aspect and ever are the wearable devices. I think Fitbit is still probably the biggest name in it, but there's I have no idea how many other
1: devices. Oh there goodness! Are. Yeah, no, uh, me either. And I think the the tsunami is probably coming. Yeah.
0: Well, I so I'm wearing one that I got. It was some you know sale on Amazon. I thought I'll give it a try. I'm wearing a Garmin Forerunner. I think it is. I think it's a 150 dollar watch or something like that. And I. Bought it solely so it had GPS and it could track my rides, my mountain bike rides, and tell me my, it tells me my speed, my distance, the elevation gain. That's what I got it for, period. However, it tracks my heart rate, my sleep, and now these things that I pay attention to every day that I was... Unaware of now every morning I well let's just, you know what before I get into that, let's just talk about the Fitbit because before I had gotten this I was a little disdainful sometimes because I saw people wearing these things and I thought what are you wearing it for you're the most couch potato person I've ever met but we statistically I didn't do the science you didn't either so this is third hand stats but if you go out there what I've read over and over is that just the simple fact of taking something a, a wearable device that's tracking you tracking your steps I think is probably the most popular reason for getting one. I get my ten thousand steps in. Uh, the simple aspect of slapping it on, putting it on there, now something is tracking you. And most people are going to get it and attach it to a device, or they can look on the watch itself and track and see what's happening. Is there's about a ten percent tick up in health and wellness, in better decisions, in the propensity to take that walk, to take that run, to take the stairs. Uh, the propensity Ye- to eat the salad,
1: not the burger. Well, and, and, and you, so in the, in the big picture setting of translating it into health and wellness, mm-hmm. I will still say there's a question mark there. So as we talk about tracking and wearable devices, like that proverbial, proverbial person who's maybe a couch potato or whatever, now they're wearing a thing and they got a 10% tick up in from 5,000 steps to 5,500 steps per day. And then what the big question is, is on a population basis, does that translate to less disease, to less cost? So on one hand, it's, it's who cares, right? Well, we do care. We, it, well, on the other hand, we do care. right? But on one hand, for that guy, that time, it's, we're all going to bet yes, Six thousand steps is better than five thousand steps. Now, in that person, w- we don't know if he was going to have a heart attack tomorrow or ten years from now. We right, we don't know the future. So, we, if we change now, have we changed the future? The only way to determine that is randomized controlled trials, and nobody's going to do that because it's so expensive, and you know Fitbit does isn't going, going to gain that many more customers from spending a billion dollars to to prove that six thousand steps is better than five thousand steps. That. that if I was them, I wouldn't do that either. Um, so here we, here you and I are talking about. Uh, we are real people in real time to, with real measuring sticks, to also trying to improve our own performance and yeah. that of our children. And so, well, it's an interesting question, Kevin. Why haven't you put those things on your children? <laughs> <laughs> it's you
0: are depriving them of I awareness. Depriving <laughs> them of awareness. Well, I am their awareness. Yeah, boy, boy there you go. Go outside and run. <laughs> so that i i am their wearable device at the moment
1: for better or worse
0: but you know and the other thing on this too so according to i've read numerous places you know the stats of just putting it on supposedly and, and it makes sense it's a psychological thing and reticular activator and when we're aware we have that a little propensity to make a better choice i don't know how long that lasts though because if you put the wearable device on there there's a lot of things that we do you know you get a new couch and it's really cool and then a week later it's just It's an old couch now and you don't think about it again. So does the, does the novelty wear off? I don't know. I don't know what Mm -hmm. the longevity and the compliance of it uh, is. I don't know that stats, but if we just stick with things that we track, we are more aware of. And that's what we're going to dig into some of the top categories and how people. Uh, can do that today. But I do want people to hear the psychological benefit of doing this. Even if you think, man, I'm not a detailed person. I don't want to make the effort. Um, I get all that, you know, making it, taking a, doing as some of the stuff we're talking about, keeping a food journal and tracking this and tracking that. Man, I am not that, which I'll say is why I do like, so I've got this Garmin thing and it's connected to a, I think it's a Garmin app uh, that I downloaded for free on my phone. Every morning I, uh, click the, I just open it and it automatically syncs. I don't know how these things work. It automatically syncs and then boom. And it gives me my stats. And the main one I'm looking at is my sleep. Uh, I love that. I didn't have to make any effort. I didn't have to, that's it. I didn't have to make an effort. It shows me, and I can see where my sleep is, which we'll, we'll start off talking about here on the sleep tracking. Uh, but it shows me the truth, to some degree. I mean, you know, we love that the numbers don't lie. Now, you know, what's its accuracy? I don't know. Mm-hmm. But to some degree, over time, I mean, I've been wearing this thing for ah, seven months now. And over time, it shows me, and now I'm getting familiar with the things that I do that deter from my sleep.
1: It, it, it shows you
0: pattern. Pattern. Okay. Habit.
1: And yeah. Habit. And, and maybe another way to say it is it shows you consequences of other habits. Right, how they impact your sleep. Yeah, and uh, so so for me on the sleep side, and and you know I was wearing the Aura ring until I lost it. What? Still you lost <laughs> it? Yeah. I haven't figured that one out. Um, it's a Aura mystery. ring needs to put a tracker on their ring. I, I so need you can <laughs> track tracker. <it. laughs> My wife For I did get her a tracker for her keys. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So now we have trackers for our kids and our keys, and and I need one for a ring, <laughs> but it. Because like you said prior, you don't know what you don't know. Mm -hmm. And I think sleep is a really – there's a couple of really good examples today because – and I'll pound on people for sleep because you really don't know what you don't know. And everybody says, oh, I sleep great. I'm like, you you don't know that. Mm -hmm. You're asleep. And, And if you're waking up to assess your sleep, well, now you're not asleep. Well, can I say that my, my,
0: what I thought was understanding was wrecked when I got this thing, because before then I just judged it on like most people do, how much sleep did I get? Man, I went to bed at this time. I went, I got up at this time. I got seven and a half hours of sleep. You know, that's pretty good for an American at least. And, uh, based on that, if I was to go further, I would say, well, gosh, I, I think I really did get good quality too. Cause I don't remember anything as opposed to tossing and turning or even the aspect of gosh, if you remember a lot of dreams. Sometimes that can mean that you kind of had disturbed sleep somewhat. I judged it on that. Now that I have this device, it has shown me the truth and those things don't always line up. I've had nights where I do clearly remember a dream and I had really good sleep. I have other times where I slept, man, I don't remember it. My head hit the pillow and I woke up, don't remember a thing. I must've slept well. I look at the thing and I got 15 minutes of deep sleeps literally happened. What on earth happened then? And of course, now I'm learning to, depending on what I ate, my stress level, mm-hmm. all those things. And so, yeah, I got a good eight hours and 15 minutes of sleep. 15 minutes was deep sleep.
1: That's really bad. Right. And it, it's, I'm smiling because it is, we are dancing on the line of, of how much tracking then do you do is, is. Is some tracking good? Yes. Okay, well now, how true is your watch? How accurate is it? Those kind of things. Could it even give you wrong information? That's not the truth. And so at through my lens, I would want to say that all of these wearable devices, we and nor do they prepend to be a medical device. They're not. So, well, so go you have back to, to be careful there.
0: Well, you said pattern. So let's look at that. So look even at, if I have a, a weight scale that's five pounds off, if
1: off. I use that's it every day, it still shows me my... Gain, and, gain loss. and strength and that kind of thing. So so yes, within those kind of things, showing you compared to you, uh, seeing that pattern is very valuable. And if you don't look, you don't know. Yeah. And if you don't know, then it's just like if you don't have a speedometer in your car, you don't know if you're speeding or not. There, there's a consequence. Mm-hmm. Um, and the same thing here. Now, at the same time, you don't need a speedometer where your eyes are glued to the speedometer because now you're not watching the road. So in this, I don't want it also to create confusion with people. It's another pattern recognition tool that we all have access to. And is it valuable? And I think you and I are saying today, well, yes. Can it be overused and abused? Yes. yes. I, 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 I can see, I
0: can see the propensity to have anxiety about, you know, this thing's tracking me and how's my heart rate, how's true. my sleep, how's my... we. we we we, we, can take we already have part. that right we yeah, have we anxiety
1: that. about eating right anxiety about sleeping right anxiety about
0: well know. on sleep though i, I want to mention i mean so you are a as a doctor as a functional medicine doctor but you sleep is big I, I mean it should be to anything anybody in functional medicine i would hope but sleep is a big deal to you i don't know you can spout it off if you want to but i don't know what percentage but the, you are checking Uh, you're monitoring it to some degree or auditing, I should say the sleep of every patient that comes here and pays you for care. And if you think that they need it, you have a sleep test, which is expensive.
1: Sure. Sure. I mean, this is a very real, I can't, we did a whole thing on sleep a while ago. I can't remember if we talked about it. I don't remember either. Um, But I would say it like this. And we also live at 8,500 feet. So there's another, you know, layer uh, of complexity. uh, That's right. A layer of complexity. So (laughs) I would say it's all patients you should have an assessment of your sleep. I would say it's all people. Well, that's what I wanted to get to, just to uh,
0: validate somewhat that these wearable devices, it's kind of cool to give you at least a sense of the pattern because that sleep test is expensive. You got to... Well,
1: the, if you do, there's various costs, right? If you go to the in-house one and, and all that kind of stuff, then you're at the eight, nine hundred bucks range. Right. If you do the at-home one, so a little bit less uh, uh, specificity and that kind of thing, they're about 150 bucks. Which is the pulse ox? Uh, no, no, no. The, uh, the The polysomnogram is the name of a uh, sleep study. You can get it sent at home. So there's a chest strap and a forehead strap, and measuring snoring. And then down from that, you can buy your own pulse ox. It can't be. It has to be recordable, right? So just that for about eighty or ninety bucks, and it will record while you're sleeping because you have to be asleep. And then you have the twenty dollar one that you can get at Walmart for just a. real-time pulse ox but doesn't track it yeah and so they tried the trackable one on me
0: and i failed because it i just it bothered me and i kept pushing it off because you just got to go on your finger toe something like that and
1: i right but because you're not used to i mean you don't do that to your watch because yeah it's your watch yeah or or whatever and that's the problem with those things too is that it's a little bit different so now your sleep feels weird or different or something and so there's there's all these complexities about the wearable device and how accurate it is and all those kind of things. This is true, but should you do it? And I would look at everybody and say sleep is so important.
0: <sighs> I, and that's what I wanted to do is just to elevate that. That for I don't know what the cheapest wearable device that tracks your sleep is. Mine was 150 bucks. It's I, mean, I got it on sale for I think 90
1: bucks or something like that. And right, it at least and it's showing me the pattern. And that's and that's good for years and years. Yeah. I, if I put a plug in for the Oura Ring compared to... Now, yours is aimed at exercise, yeah, and it kind of throws in sleep as, a, oh, yeah, you get a sleep thing, too. I think so, yeah. yeah, And that's kind of Fitbit, and, and, and the Oura Ring came around and said, hey, we want to put sleep number one, and we'll throw in a step counter. Okay. right? So it doesn't do... Uh, it's just a whole-day step counter thing. It's not aimed at exercise. The second thing that the Oura Ring did that um, I don't know if any others are doing is the heart rate variability test or monitor and we can get into that too is another you know feedback loop of self-monitoring of a wearable device of heart rate variability as a we'll do that next hearts hearts our next category on so so the
0: Oura ring i think retails 300 bucks through your practice it's Three, I 250 mean, you know, i don't 250 know if, there's, if, don't, if, you, if don't, you use
1: our link we don't get any money for that i don't that, even know but, what the link is obviously um, we're not we didn't
0: yeah. prepare for this for that uh but 250 bucks either way uh, the aura ring,
1: man, for doing your and it lasts for years and years. Yeah, and you get you know unless some you, kind of pattern Unless you, if you <laughs> I did ask him there, say, so yeah, we'll we'll sell you another one. <laughs> <laughs> great, great.
0: Thankfully, the days of building a business website, then having this massive endeavor to integrate an online store are gone. Today, Shopify has fixed all that. dust mites, mold, bacteria, viruses, they do it so your lungs don't have to. right? Nope. It doesn't matter if you're an avid exerciser or new to working out. Peloton can help you achieve your fitness goals. 92% stick with it. So can you. Try Peloton bikes, tread or row, risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only. Not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com home dash trial.
1: Science proves quality sleep is vital to your mental, emotional, and physical health. The Sleep Number 360 Smartbed senses your movements and automatically adjusts to help keep you both effortlessly comfortable. And it's temperature balanced. So you stay cool. So you're at your best for yourself and those you care about most. Life-changing sleep only from Sleep Number. It's our ultimate Sleep Number event. Save 50% on the Sleep Number 360 limited edition smart Bed plus special financing ends Monday. To learn more, go to sleepnumber.com. Special financing subject to credit approval. Minimum monthly payments required. See store for details.
0: Well, so there again, but the benefit just of knowing, I, I think to me, spending a hundred bucks or whatever it is on, I would just tell you, it's worth it. It's worth it. It really, it really is to show you, uh, obviously just the basic level, the length of sleep. That's great. Uh, because it shows you literally when you, it, it does track when you actually fell asleep. So just cause you were in bed for nine hours,
1: you actually didn't fall asleep and you only slept for seven. You were only asleep for seven and a half. Well, let's, let's ask you and you can ask me, what are the two things you learned about your sleep? that it led to you change something and it looked better.
0: I, well, I learned that depending it, it, for me, significant uh, impact on what I eat before I go to bed. And if I eat the foods that are, that I am sensitive to, uh, ice cream, sugar, I think some dairy, even if I eat just a lot that my deep sleep will go down. I can guarantee the next day it will show uh, a lot less than if I ate appropriately, Went to sleep. I mean, I'm sure stress is in there. I think I've been doing pretty well with you know stress monitoring that at night. But that was it. Just it makes me more accountable to what I decide to eat, knowing that even if I sleep eight hours, that my deep sleep is going to be less. And that's the, if I understand right, that's that's really the healing sleep
1: time. Mm, uh, we could, I we could we we could pull that out. And that's a common misconception that deep sleep is somehow the best sleep. Yeah, I mean, it's the whole right arm, left arm thing. You know, which one do you want? Well, which so the
0: aura Ring, it, it, it did light sleep, deep sleep, uh, REM, REM sleep. Man. And then, and for me also, oh, the other thing was wake time to show me yeah. how many, how often I'm awake, which right. means I'm really tossing and turning and, and gained gain consciousness in essence. Or I got up to take a leak, which also shows me, again, how much I'm disrupting. Because I think you would say that a good night's sleep is you don't get up at all. You don't wake up at all. Sure. And so if you're doing that, well, you had a... I was gonna say somebody that you're related to who so they were getting up three night, three times a night,
1: five yeah, times a night yeah. to go pee and you're going that's this is that's bad. Sleep. That's not
0: right. Something's up with your you know, having sure. to pee that often, but it's also wrecking your sleep.
1: Even if you are falling back asleep regularly, that that's that's not as good a sleep as you could be having. And your deep sleep and REM sleep and then, you know, non rem sleep is stage one, two, three the mm-hmm. breakdown of all those kind of things in the sleep lab we don't you don't need that pattern yeah. maybe those
0: of you with <laughs> newborns don't even do this
1: <laughs> your sleep is wrecked <laughs> it um, I think for me, the biggest thing I learned was the connection to alcohol where so many people oh, think yeah. it helps them to settle down and sleep better yeah, and you do fall asleep maybe a little bit better, but your 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 sleep patterning uh, and back to the the deep sleep, a good rule of thumb is evenly balanced, that your stage one, stage two, stage three, your REM and your deep will be evenly balanced. And if you think maybe an hour plus more of each of those, so hour and a half to two hours of each of those equals about an eight-hour night. And some kind of balancing there. Now, in the sleep lab, they'll say, well, you're going to be heavier REM on the early side of the night and and kind of coming out of sleep. and, um, And then in the lighter stages of sleep later on, um okay right that's the sleep experts and all that kind of stuff and do we need to know patterning to that level and i would say well yeah if you're very fatigued and tired or you've got um anxiety depression ocd or something like that and you're not sleeping then maybe we do need to know
0: well i was going to ask I, I feel like you told me this and i don't remember the exact content context or or uh, or, or specifics but that with deep sleep, did you not tell me if, that if you go to sleep and boom, you dive right into long, deep sleep, that that's a little irregular? Right. That is irregular. Okay. So that, yeah. I learned that. So And then I wonder, man, am I going to sleep? I overdid it. I'm exhausted. And it's showing me that I had really overtaxed myself or something so, like that.
1: Yeah, well, now you're looking at patterns. And okay. if you connected that to some two-hour, huge, long ride or some two-hour, huge, long family discussion, stressful – etc or a 2 hour bowl of ice cream the, and you and you saw the pattern. Then I said, "Yeah, that's probably a, a pattern of consistency. That that's not a healthy sleep."
0: Honestly, if I was to guess, it would be days where I put out a lot, of, especially a physical uh, exertion, and I maybe had one or two or maybe three glasses. And then you of felt ra- like you
1: deserved glasses of wine, wine and ice. Cream. Yeah, and
0: then I hit the <laughs> hit the pillow and boom, I'm out. in that long, you know, or, or I had my deep sleep then, and then it got disturbed later on. And and I just again, it was contrary to the pattern of my normal healthy sleep. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so uh, sleep. So heart rate is the next one, and that you know, I w- I was enamored. I always have been. As an athlete, as a pro cyclist, your heart rate was huge. Your your resting heart rate, because they would say, gosh, a top athlete, their resting heart rate is generally a lot lower than the norm, and their ability to max it out. And we used to test your heart rate max. It, it kind of went along with VO2 max. Mm-hmm. It was a, an indicator. And I remember back then. I mean, you're you know well above two ten, or not well above, but you know above two ten. Two fifteen, you know, guys hit two twenty. That's way up there. So if we come uh, that and uh, and then resting heart rate. So I did look it up. So for a fifty year old male, I'm forty nine, you're fifty, and for a fifty year old male, the average resting heart rate. So we we'll explain resting heart rate real quick.
1: Well, if you are at rest, not sleep, but normal sitting down. Um, I, well, technically, sleeping is that perfect rest. Like, what's your overnight resting heart rate? Yeah. And, and, and by the way, most of our, your wearable devices will record that overnight and there should be a pattern to that as well. There is. Right. Yeah. Uh, But while you're awake. And so in the medical textbook, it's going to be 60 to 90. If somebody's sitting there, you know, you, you come in off the street and we say, okay, sit down for three to five minutes, take a deep breath. Okay. Let's measure your heart rate. Yeah.
0: But isn't it the, I mean, it's, it's your body working to carry blood, carry oxygen throughout the body so it's effort to think about the car you know and if your car if your car is doing well and it's sitting there and idling it's just you know a a low purr like my old crappy jeep we had to set the idle really high to keep it lit when, when when you get off when you when you come off the gas and so it's idling really high because it's not in good shape. Can we use that as a relevant analogy?
1: Yes, if you also include you live at nine thousand feet. Well
0: okay, but right. That's what I mean. That's...
1: Like how old's the engine and all that kind of stuff. So okay. male female will be different. You it is it is not fair to say that on a one to one ratio, a heart rate of 70 is sicker than a heart rate of 60.
0: Well, no. It's, uh, so you can, again, Dr. Google, I know it's not perfect science, but if you look up and say what is a good, or what is the average heart rate of a 30-year-old female or whatever. So I looked it up for a 50-year-old male. It is between 60 and 100. Well, I'm really well aware now of my patterns and my stress level. My my stress level and my sleep seem to be uh, number one. Am I worried about something? Am I anxious about something? Even am I just you know in an excited period of time about whatever business stuff that we're doing or something but even more so sleep and i can watch mine and when i am doing well my resting heart rate's actually under that or my 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 uh you know average resting heart rate will be about 59 58 today i've had really good sleep the past three nights and i'm at 59 so 59 beats per minute is the average shot and that's with exercise and and everything so it's really going to say what is your body what can it at that resting standpoint what can it. Uh, exist on, you know, your blood, your, your heart rate's pumping. So if I was 50 and I'm going to say, what if mine was at the high end 100, I'd be questioning, why is my body having to work so hard just to be at rest, just to exist. And that means my body's working that much harder. It's putting out that much effort. And if you've, let's say if you were allotted this many beats, you know, per your lifetime, which I know is not a fair thing to say, but it is, that's what you're, that's mm-hmm. what you're wondering. And the same thing with your well, do you want to say anything on that? Because I was going to talk about max heart rate then.
1: Uh, Resting yeah, heart rate. That, that is a fair assessment okay. that, yes. And, and closely related to that are going to be how much do you have to breathe to put in enough oxygen for you to just sit there? You know, Are you going at a 15 to 20 breaths per minute versus 10 to 12? And if you notice, uh, certain of our patients, they tend to be bigger people and they come in from outside and it's that's it's they're catching up from just oh a gosh, walk from yeah. the parking lot. And they have to do that so much more often. Their heart rate just jumped up and for a little bit of effort they jumped up way high. The opposite of of us where with a little bit of effort we jumped up way low and then we have the capacity hopefully to jump up way high and stay there if we need to.
0: Go- Can I, can I mention that? I learned that years ago when I was a pro cyclist. So I I was a pro cyclist, but then I would often ride. We had a big club as well. So I'd ride with, you know, the weekend warriors, the guys who who let's say they're, they're, they're not even 25% my fitness level, let's say. So we go out and we're riding and we're talking and here comes a hill. And all of a sudden we start going uphill and I realized, oh my gosh, man, I'm, I'm breathing hard. A lot faster than they are. And I felt bad. Like, what the heck's wrong with me? And then, you know, finally they're breathing hard and then they're breathing harder and harder and harder. And boom, they explode. And I can keep this rate up forever. Well, then I learned, or I was taught, and somebody said, No, you're uh, to be when you're healthy and well, going to what you said. So, Kevin, your heart rate, you're, you're healthy, you're well, it knows what's coming. So, as soon as you hit that hill, your heart rate goes, Hey, we know what's happening now, ramp up get ready for this and it jacks it up and then it's ready to stay there. Somebody who's not as healthy, their heart's like, what the heck's going on? It takes a little bit longer, takes a bit longer, finally gets up there and then they can, they can, they can't sustain it. it. And yeah, to what you're saying, I mean, who's not seen, yeah, either a really out of shape person or an old person or at the worst, somebody who's, you know, in the, in the, in a bad way. You've seen this a lot of times in the hospital, in the ER and they're laboring to breathe. We all know that statement, laboring to breathe in a bed where they've been for days and they're laboring to breathe. I mean this is this is bad news that their body is working so hard just to exist and then we talk about the elite athletes and they'll talk about them and their resting heart rate is 40. I mean their body is so efficient. Now I'm sure you could find somebody who's near death whose heart rate is well, 40 as well.
1: <laughs> right, it's on the other end of the spectrum. <laughs> yeah, okay. It in fact, uh, you know, I'm a fan of Peter Attia. He's an athlete. He interviews athletes and he interviews these coaches these, the, the, world-class coaches and how do you get into zone two and three and four and five and, and, the specifics. And these guys will measure their lactic acid, their lactic acid output, their, their VO2 max. And there's other kinds of O2 max and the efficiencies. And how do you train yeah. it in? yeah But if we're talking to us in the normal realm, it's, is there any value of knowing this stuff at all? And so we started off with the principle of saying, just knowing is a something, so if you're wearing a thing or I just took my pulse to see what's my pulse standing here talking with 66 um, and mine says 69, 67. It just jumped. Take oh, a deep breath. Jumped. <laughs> <laughs> okay,
0: I'm sitting here wearing it. Yeah. And it's, oh, yeah, it's jumping around 72. So it's it depends on if I move. Well,
1: it, it, well, and that is actually the heart rate variability when it's from second to second It's 69 and then 70 and then 72 and then 82 and then back to 50. And that variability is actually good. Uh, but that's a different topic. Uh, the average heart rate for you and I. So right now we're not at rest. We're talking. We're we're, we're standing. We're animated, um, and and to be in the sixties, I would say we that heart rate. You, you know, it's a good measurement to say our if you're beating sixty times per minute, averagely throughout the day versus seventy versus eighty. That's tens of thousands of beats per day. Yeah, it's just just the raw mechanics of the work there. And then some people say, well, why do women live longer than men? If they're going to average 10 to 20 beats higher per body mass of weight and that kind of thing based on however, whatever shape they're in. And I, that's why I'd say, yeah, I don't know. There's a hundred more variables that are going to go into that. But the point is to compare Kevin at 60 beats a minute versus Kevin at 70 beats a minute then it is a mark of better wellness of more likelihood of well. Oh,
0: oh, well again, awareness of patterns. So that's what yes, it affords me and even realize it. And so I'll sit here and play with it. And, and yeah, I can be, I can find myself in a kind of one of those conversations with my spouse and, and to literally pull the thing up and go, my heart rate's a hundred feet.
1: Yeah. I yeah, just talking about it. My heart
0: rate went up and, uh, or, or I just pounded a big meal and ate too fast, whatever, and realize my heart is speeding up to try to deal with this just to understand. So again, it's the awareness. So yeah, I hit the, uh, I hit my rep, my average resting heart rate, uh, a lot and real quick, not to spend much time on it, but just of interest. Yeah. I looked up age, uh, 50 year old male. What is a good max heart rate? And, uh, generally they'll say, and this is, you know, again, this is just your average, uh, measurements. I don't know if you can call it science, but they'll say take 220 and reduce it by your age. So if we do that, it puts us to 170 as a reasonable max heart rate. Well, as a past athlete, we used to look at this stuff, of course, I want mine to be good. I did a race this last summer and hit 193. So I thought, um, you know, it's cool to see that, that my, I still have the ability to get that high. And I actually meant to, and didn't do it. I wanted to see if I could hit 200, but I might pass out. So I don't know. We'll see. But again, just knowing these things and knowing the awareness, So you can, Get one of these things and test yourself on a max heart rate if you want. But I think even better is to just be seeing what is your resting heart rate. And I can watch mine according to my diet, my lifestyle, and my attitude, stress level, whatever, as I go on. And I'll see mine fluctuate. I've been as low as 56 uh, since I've been wearing this over eight months. And I've been as high as I think I hit 64. And actually, one of the things that made mine increase is when I was really pushing my diet, trying to gain muscle. And I was just overeating from what I could mm. handle. And I felt stuffed. I felt bloated and it would go up. That's so your average. You're talking about my average heart and my, does it my average, resting.
1: I'm sorry, my average resting heart rate. Right. But is it taking like the last hour 24. I think it's a 24 hour. So overnight as well.
0: Yeah. Overnight as well. So I, so is it because my body was having to work to digest it, working harder or because it was also, uh, trying to digest at night. And so my sleep was worse. I think both.
1: Well, and so something I would, you know, question the Garmin people is I would, I would separate waking average resting heart rate from sleeping. I, so average rushing I rate. have no idea, maybe it does I, that. I mean, I'm sure you're in the forties when you sleep, so that's gonna pull you way down oh yeah yeah, yeah, you yeah. know and and the o ring so for 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 me it was and i and I think for most people, if you're an athletic type, you should probably get into the thirties when you're sleeping high thirties really?
0: that's that's low
1: and okay, <clears throat> well, but you're thinking about it through a waking lens um and then so and one other thing on there that you were mentioning that I think, I don't know if we have on our list to talk about in terms of pattern recognition and habits is breathing and how mm. much breathing is going to be related to that. And I've, like you I've played around with it a lot and I think you know if if we were to both sit down right now and take big deep breaths and just sit and kind of concentrate on lowering that heart rate um you know versus fast breathing like you're getting ready to swim a lap in the pool and you sort of do that hyperventilation yep. thing um we'll go the other way and speed up that basal metabolic rate so if people are in a state of the the whole fight flight thing, or in a state of even subconsciously sympathetic tone, parasympathetic tone. If you are ratcheted up, one and and seeing the heart rate pattern is that's why we're saying that is because now we can. Uh, it might not be. Oh, you need to go get in shape. It might mean, Kevin, you need to just take some more deep breaths, meditate, meditate, yeah. and and put that on your uh, pattern recognition wearable device. Of you know how often am I doing those kinds of things too.
0: Well, and and as we're talking about this, you know, I can hear somebody. I mean, I think most people who are listening to this show are open to this concept. They're interested in their health, obviously, or they wouldn't be here. But this can sound like, "Oh my gosh, seriously, I have to monitor this stuff." No, you don't. Well, you don't, but <laughs> but you don't know. But you don't know then if you want to be aware. And I'm saying I so I am not a detailed person. I am very impatient. So again, I I do love the wearable device just for showing me the patterns at the the press of a button. The the other, one more thing before we leave the heart rate is mine. Now I know that I I exercise almost every day. So I know that I don't have to worry about it, but it does show me that. I mean, it shows me my heart rate uh, day to day, week to week, month to month, and it'll show me what my resting heart rate is day to day, my average resting heart rate. And then show me my highs, my high heart rate. And then you can go look on it and see how high was that I hit 150 beats a minute for 10 seconds going up a flight of stairs. Or did I have a 30 minute period of time where it was up there? And I think you can do a bunch of stuff, you know, and, and average it out and show you how much time I don't, I know I'm doing the right stuff, but it's just another great accountability thing. If I happen to look on there and go, my gosh, the past three days, my heart rate never got above 85. I was sitting on my butt doing nothing. All. I mean, that is not going to pan out well for me. It's just another accountability tool. I think everybody likes the, you know, the tracking and kind of keeping up that inertia. You know, I've dieted this many days or I've you know, fasted this many days. I've not had alcohol for this many days. I've exercised this many days. And we like to see the accumulative uh, measurements of that, of our own achievement. It's motivating. Yeah. Uh, so next one, the big one, food. Uh, and now, and this is one that just on a basic level, I know you do with a lot of patients is give me a food journal for what? A few days, something. Yeah.
1: Diet diary. And most people, you you know, you, they can't remember backwards, you know, the smarter you are, or I should say the smarter you think you are probably the less well you're going to remember what you thought you ate. Hmm. Um, and so we ask people to do three days and if they're really, you know, really want to get into it, do seven. And, um, you know, for our purposes, I'll have them do a cheap old notebook and just draw a line down the middle of the page. On the left hand side, just write down everything that goes in, how much water, your supplements, your just everything that goes in, and on the right hand side of the page you write down any perceived symptom. There's your journal of a diet diary, symptom diary. Well, so back to awareness, like the tracking device. Track just that. If
0: you are going if you track just the just the reality of saying for today, today, starting in the morning, Mr. Jones, today, write down everything you eat. That decision right there, if he will do it, will cause him to eat healthier. Period. Because you now have to write it down. Somebody's going to see it, and so seeing that you ate uh, three donuts for breakfast, grabbed another one at work, five cups of coffee, you had uh, McDonald's for uh, you know for for lunch, and then you grabbed Kentucky Fried Chicken on the way home, and then had you know, three bowls of ice cream. I mean, who wants to
1: write that down and tell somebody you did that? Well, sure. Some Mr. Jones out there is going to be like, I don't care. It's just, there it is. But so we have to go back to the propensity it for most humans. The psychological fact is that many Mr. Joneses out there will change what they eat because it looks better. Yeah. Even in their own eyes or just the, the reality of, and this is actually true in bench science. Um, Heisenberg principle. You remember that one? Mm-hmm. So the Heisenberg principle of uncertainty. So when you get subatomic, mm-hmm. you, you, you cannot physically come down to pinpoint the place of an electron because the more closer you get to pinning it down, the more uncertainty that pinpoint gets. There is, um, there is a true observation bias. The minute you look at something, you actually change it. Okay. Okay. So now we're taking that principle and applying it to self. The minute you observe self, or Gosh, somebody else observes you it, you, it changes, literally. So that's that's sometimes a hard thing I mean, to do. You your, just
0: summed up personal development, personal growth. All this is observing
1: self, being aware of self. Is half the, is, it, the yes. more of it. It's it's so we're appealing to the intellectual side of the listener to and to ourselves. And I would say, okay, Randy. Well, if this truth is true, then let's observe. This thing about you so that we can be becoming more well-being, more at peace or a better this or that or whatever. Yes.
0: Well, so, so I'm doing it. I, I started months ago. It was uh, actually an advertiser with the Ziegler show, my other podcast and with a company called met pro that works on your metabolism and stuff. But ultimately it's a coaching. They provide coaching remotely. So I became a client and I got a coach Megan. And, uh, uh and so I've got an app on my phone and they were there to help me gain muscle. That was my issue. She said, do I think you've gotten your metabolism really low. I was having a hard time making any changes and, uh, Did it work. Yeah, <laughs> I look at, I'm
1: looking at I'm, you. I got right? more muscle.
0: I got a little more fat too, but that's that's part of the ebb and flow of it. And yeah, I did, did. I've got more muscle on me than ever. Um, and uh, but the tracking. I mean, so they're saying they they were trying to get me to eat more. In this case, I know that's going to be irritating to some people to hear, but they were trying to get me to eat more. And so I had to go track it and look at their, eat this many grant. Uh, Uh, grams of protein, this many grams of vegetable, which they call veggie carbs, this many grams of meal carbs, this much of, uh, fat. And so I'm having to go put it in there. Well, so I'm doing that, you know, going along time goes on. And at some point, you know, Megan will say, okay, I want you to eat a little less of this or a little more of this and let's cut out the alcohol because that hurts your fat stuff. And so I'm I'm sitting here getting irritated at her. Okay. And then, you know, then get past that and I go, wait, this is for me. She doesn't get anything out of this. I mean, they're getting paid. You know, this is for me. If I cheat on this thing, I'm cheating myself. I mean, that's the only person it's, I'm doing it for, it's voluntarily. I'm here here for me. Why would I cheat myself? So my accountability to somebody is huge. And then also realize my accountability is to myself, but it only comes if I measure it. And I have days where I just go off the reservation and I'm just, you know, I'm going to have today is a celebratory day, you know, Thanksgiving, Christmas, a kid's birthday, or I just, I want to do that. And I'll, I'll go off of that and be free to do that. Now, again, going back to not being imprisoned by the thing, but my gosh, the awareness is it's dramatic. It's absolutely dramatic by just making me accountable to gosh, what am I choosing to put in my mouth. And there's been plenty of days where I cook food for my family. And it's not that it's bad food, it's healthy food, but I'm not doing carbs today or, or whatever. And I eat something else because I want to be true to my goals that I have set out here. I, the only way it's going to happen though, for me in that sense is tracking again, according to the goal that I want. You talked about that, that man, I'm not going to go measure my food. Well, you don't have a goal to change where you're at
1: right now or, or, or need to. Right. It, it's funny that you said a moment ago, you're not a detailed guy. I know. But that's, then I just, I said, what, well, you know, we just ate lunch together and you're like, yeah, four ounces of this and seven is, and I'm like, you measured it? I, that's that's, <laughs> that's a detailed st- guy. It's a stretch for me, but I wanted a, I wanted a goal. Because you have a goal. Yeah. Yeah. And my relationship with food, so we're, that phraseology of relationship with food and, or my relationship with goal or, or those kinds of things has not led me personally to be a, calorie counter, I'm kind of the, uh, food plate proportion, half the plate is vegetables, uh, you know, for almost every meal. And that right if, there
0: alone, if you just took a picture of your food, you know, it would, it would showcase uh,
1: so much. Uh, I, right. And I love that like for me and in, in where I am and the habitualness of how much, protein and fat and those kind of things. And, and, uh, you know, love broccoli. So to a, a, a plate that's half broccoli is just an attractive plate. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and it, it, for me, it's not attractive to go measure how many ounces of broccoli was that. And then I'm going to report it to Megan or whoever. And, yeah. uh, but you've got your goals. And, um, and so for, for patients, the, we're back to, you know, what are their goals, and is food tracking going to likely be a part of many people? And, that, and the answer is, well, yes, because most people, quite honestly, eat mindlessly. Mm-hmm. They have no idea what they're actually eating. And and then we go into the bad word of mind. I mean, it's truly Mindless.
0: And then having the food on the table, I was telling somebody this recently, uh, having the food on the table, we habitually, you know, you eat your plate and then you grab a little square of the casserole or a little more of this or a little more of that, or just eat it right out of the thing is what would happen. Well, we, because we have a, our, our youngest adopted kiddo had some food issues. Uh, where she's been growing up and to help the desire for more and more and more, we just started doing the buffet in the kitchen. I think you said you already got, you guys already we, do that. We do we, that it yet. was, it was us talking about it. You already, we didn't, we put all the food on the table. Now we do it in the kitchen. You fill your plate up, you come back, you sit down. And then theoretically for most, you know, when you're, when you're done, you're done. Now, most of my boys get up and go get more and come back over there. But again, if I had to, if I had to account for it, so I think an easy way on a food journal these days, everybody has a smartphone that didn't exist way back when just take a picture of it. You take a picture of everything you put in your mouth. And if that's two bites of cake at the office party or a piece of pizza from the office party or something you grab here, uh, one, it'll often just make you decide, ah, whatever. It's not worth it. I'm gonna have Really take a picture of this and look at it. But if you do that and just then look back at it after a week and just look at the amounts of foods, the kinds of foods you do. Again, just by taking a picture of it, you'll make better choices. But you'll also get to look back and see, my gosh, what did I really eat? And to realize I'm eating 75% of my food is brown. That's a bad thing right there. Uh you don't have enough veggies, you know, or or most of it is meat, man. It's meat, 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 meat for everything, or it's carbs. Uh, just, you know, or it's processed food or it's fast food. How about that? Have to, how many times do you have to take a picture and realize, oh my gosh, I have a picture of McDonald's or Taco Bell again, again. Yeah. It's eight times this week. So I think for a lot of us, it's just the awareness. And I did that, uh, case in point with, uh, my, my coach Megan and she said, uh, with alcohol and she said, okay, well, I want you to measure it. Now I got to go measure it by what is it by uh, what would it by be milliliter milliliter You have uh-huh. to go measure and see. Oh my gosh, it's really easy to have you know multiple cups of wine to measuring it. It was great for the accountability. It actually irritated me, uh, but it's true. It's t- I'm irritated uh, yeah. at the truth, which is where a
1: lot of us are going to end up at. Uh, the, I like <laughs> that you are irritated by the truth. There, there's a book title. And there, darn, darn the truth. Darn myself <laughs> and the truth of myself.
0: Well, so again, you know, just looking at food, however you want to do it, but the, I'd say that's one of the ones at the top of the list, the awareness, if we will just, if maybe the takeaway from this, if there's one takeaway, maybe the most beneficial would be food followed by exercise, just tracking that every day and seeing how much, how often, what type, maybe one of the best awarenesses ever.
1: Well, I'm, you know, raising my eyebrows and curious, and I'm going to say, it depends where somebody is. Sure, because for me, the tracking of the sleep was so you're, much you're more right. insightful. Yeah, um, for 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 me in you know where I am now at fifty one and, and thinking about it. So I would say, but for, for many people, and in, especially in terms of awareness, and, and probably for kids, at some point along the way, mm-hmm. uh, to to just just make them have an assignment of write down everything for awareness. That's yeah. actually a kind of a good idea, yeah. especially for homeschooling people. And well, the
0: next one talking about uh, activity, you know, is right in line there. Again, another one. Just that's a pretty simple one. Great for the wearable devices. It shows you how many steps. I, I'm prone to think that's the number one seller of wearable devices. Is the Steps, and of course, everybody looks at 10,000. Of course, it should change whether you're you know two feet tall or 10 feet tall and weigh this much or that much and this age or that age, but whatever. It's still showing you what you did steps wise. Now, I spend a lot of time lately weightlifting, and so my steps are not a lot, but I know my activity is, and I actually will uh will track that when I mountain bike, when I run, and you can even do it for other events. I have uh the Strava app, there's lots out there, but it actually will. Uh, track your i have it connected to my other app that 's connected to this it 'll track my activities uh, especially the cardio ones swimming running riding walking. I think it even has ones for cardio. If you're doing like my wife does Zumba classes and whatnot, it'll track that and track your heart rate and say here during the activity, you spent 37 minutes in this physical activity. Your max heart rate was this, your average heart rate was this. And then again, it gives you that longevity thing. And man, tracking, I have always tracked my activity, even though at this point I know I'm going to work out. I don't really need a motivator, but I do, I don't know. It's just a habit and I track it. I used to be on paper. Now I do it through this, um, the met pro, um app and I track it and, and so again for people to look at that and see how much did you do and I think for the majority of Americans especially is just did you do you know how many days a week mm-hmm. did you do something? And I know you Ooh. get you you talk a lot about I uh, not exercising but you uh, over the course of a week, week in, week out, you are an active person.
1: Compared to some right there's and and where True. am I on my own Journey with my own relationship with with exercise and time management and busyness, and I'm kind of in a phase right now. We're getting ready to talk, you know. But your Strava does not track your meditation, no, your stillness, and no. I'm I'm striving for still <laughs> yeah okay
0: well if we want to jump to that that's that's the that's our next one was is meditation and that's a word has a lot of baggage so give it an uh, yeah. being present being at rest i don't know what do you
1: well and and here again it's it's kind of oxymoronic because for me i want to unconnect from a wearable anything Right. And, but yet I would also like to track it. Am I meditating on however many, but I've well, I could go
0: track it for you. If I, <laughs> if I found your journal uh, and I would see every morning, there's a submission, there's a thinking and I can attribute, you know, he spent some time in this. This, this is obviously more than two minutes. This is whatever right. it is. Uh, but now, you know, you do that. I mean, you, right. you get up every morning at, I don't know what I get up at five 30. Yeah. Five 20. I'm trying to be
1: done with, you know, getting out of the bedroom by 5.30. So I'm out there by 5.30. Okay. And then from 5.30, and get the kids up at 6.30. So there's an hour. Just, you know, found an hour to say, here's pondering time, still time, devotion time, uh, anchor time, start the day right time. And it takes various forms and, and themes. And sometimes there's aggressive journaling and sometimes not. And... And and what we were just talking about, that what I'm striving for is also calculated meditation or whatever that is going to be for people. For me, it's going to be the ability to also sit and just be within my own head, whether you're memorizing a verse or thinking about this or... Well, we would say it's... Could, could we say it's spirit for both of us as uh,
0: faith-based guys? it's It's a spiritual pondering Eff- time Medi-
1: I was, yes
0: meditative pondering whatever you because I don't think about it as meditation in the mind that I, maybe it's our age that has meditation as the guy on a pillow cross-legged going
1: hmm. right trying to empty your brain of everything and then just be, yeah. you know get close to nothingness I'd say no 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 I'm trying to get close to the something of God yeah of of, t- of communion of uh, filling being filled up by that. Uh, for directionality and purpose and mission and passion and peace, but maybe maybe even saying what it's not, it's not exercise.
0: Where that time for us. is not exercise. It's not work. It's not,
1: <sighs> well, even, you know, it's not Bible study. It's not, yeah. now I'm going to read a verse. Now I'm going to do that. I, I mean, those things are a part of our lives, but what has been missing in so much of is just the refreshing being in his presence and, And pondering the day, even this is, this is the rudder. This is the framework.
0: I want to go about my, my day. The kids are going to wake up. I'm going to go to work. So it's that preparing for the day. And again, this can, we're not laying out the recipe for this. I mean, I, you know, I I interviewed Hal Elrod, who's the phenomenon of writing the miracle morning. I I soon, I think I'm going to interview Robin Sharma. He has a book, the 5am club, Kobe Bryant just passed away and I saw a, Article from him or about him, and he was the four a.m. guy. That's what time he got up. I read one recently about Mark Wahlberg, the actor. Mm-hmm. He gets up at he gets up at three every morning. Oh my gosh!
1: Yeah, as does Doctor uh, the brain surgeon guy. Yeah, Doctor yeah, Warren Warren Lee. As does uh, Jocko. Yeah,
0: three a.m. <laughs> I that seems nuts to me. But you know, either way, it's not. It's if you don't go to work till ten, maybe you don't need to get up till eight or eight 30 or whatever. It's not the magic of a certain time or a certain hour. It's mainly saying some time to prepare yourself. Now we're talking about the mornings. If somebody wants to meditate at lunchtime or at 10, I don't know if there has to be a certain time, but it's taking, it's, it's pulling yourself out of the activities of life, the duties of life, the pressures of life and saying, here I am, me, myself, and if there's a spiritual component and bring that in too but it's 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 nobody no thing it's me and being present is such a great word just being present and aware of my own reality
1: maybe yes, just that that's that's so hard right because you yeah. you have to stop talking at some point about trying to describe the it's not nothingness it's very much a somethingness yeah uh, but it's not the something of the day And in our culture right now, even as we're talking about wearable devices and, oh, my gosh, you know, we we track how many emails we get and how many we answer and a thousand other whatevers to pull out of that. Mm. And there's all kinds of apps for that, too. Uh, For me, I'm trying to get, you know, out of apps. But I think there are very useful kinds of apps that are there and that are helpful to people. Um, Yeah, I've been playing around with one called Pause. Super simple, super short, and my trigger, so I think this is not this is fair to say to people out there, uh, you, you, you need a trigger. in fact, did we talk about the old European town bells? You know, it was the call to the wedding, it was also the "Hey, danger, 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 there's a fire," or something like that, but the normal bells throughout the day were calling out the hours, the third hour, the ninth hour, and all of that was a call to prayer a call to just be, a call Hmm. to re-anchor yourself on the things that are important. And so for me, and I think for for people out there, a very easy one is when you go to the bathroom. Hmm. So you finish your business and you just think, okay, the world is not going to die if you're not out there for another minute or two or three. And you sit, Hmm. you stop, you think. So first of all, this means don't take your phone in there. Yeah, (laughs) that's what everybody does. Uh, You know, today and and all truth today, the bathroom, it sounds, you know, base,
0: but, um, it's, it almost is a great time because we have gotten so used to, it used to be a magazine or a book. Now it's the phone and you're sitting there just as busy at work as anything else to walk into the bathroom without something, especially if you need to have the sit down variety, um, which women always do. I understand. Uh, and it's just nothing. You have nothing there but to sit there.
1: It forces you to breathe, think, be. and, and the re- to just be. The reality is, even as I'm having discussions with my teenager, as we joke around about, you don't need your phone in the bathroom, mm-hmm. Is and he rolls his eyeballs and he's like, Ugh, it's not like I'm in there any longer. No. It, it, like we were talking about measuring stick, if you take your phone in the bathroom, you are in there longer. Yeah. That is a measurable thing.
0: Well, we there's stats on that. There's, there's, there's stats, stats on, on that, that
1: one. Is, so, so don't take your phone in the bathroom because that, you know, then you're staying longer at something you don't need to be doing. But then on the flip side of it, go in there and get your business done. But then let that be the signal to say, you know what? There's my reminder. I'm just going to you know, sit back down, take a deep breath, and be. And, and work through whatever meditation pathway that you're on. And then you know, if you do that, then by the end of the day, you've done that three, four times. That's a lot uh-huh. compared to most of us of nothing. Moments of being present.
0: Yeah, I would say that. even if it's a minute just to say, how am I? How am I? Who am I?
1: <sighs> yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, there you go. Well, So from a health and wellness standpoint, under tracking and being aware, th- that really covers uh, a good piece of it. Now, we did pull out just a few things that we just see are beneficial for Tracking that are an awareness the value is dramatically high and number one is the one that you kept coming to which was
1: yeah the finances yeah money um, this is the, Dave Ramsey one hundred and one right every dollar has an a name mm-hmm. and that. Because if every dollar doesn't have a name, then it's running through your fingers, through your pocket. You have no idea. And we're back to mindless eating on mm-hmm. one hand if every piece of food has a name and a and a trackable budget, so to speak. If every dollar has a name, then th- 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 your awareness of what is going on in your finances dramatically goes up higher. It's better for marriages. It's better for people. It's better for actually for your health. Mm-hmm. So the financial health is a part of Of medical health and vice versa, being medically well is way cheaper in the long run. So that's that. To me, that is just the classic example that everybody knows. Even if you have a terrible budget, your bank knows how much you have. Your credit card company knows how much you owe. You are getting budgeted.
0: Yeah, yeah. And and here's an area where I uh, enjoy it the absolute least. I would rather track and deal with anything beyond besides money. And yet that's one where when we take the uh, very infrequent time of you know, <laughs> taking the bake statements and going down through and just adding up how much are we spending on oh. X, Y, Z, you know, honestly, we did the, uh, I, my wife and I both have separate Starbucks apps. So we have yeah. them on our star- smartphone. We have them where we reload or auto reload or whatever. And I did this a couple months ago, went down through, I, I wasn't looking for it, but I was just looking through, I was looking for something else, but I saw Starbucks, 30 bucks. Starbucks, 50 bucks. Starbucks. I'm looking at holy smokes. We're in the hundreds at Starbucks per month. Wow. This, this is not a wealth building exercise <laughs> here at, at all you know granted you know we do business stuff and we meet people there and sometimes we we'll pay for it or whatever but um, my gosh still it was great accountability and looking at we primarily go to one grocery store I can go look and see how many times we went yeah. to city market I can look at how many times we went to the wine store yeah. and then I can look and see here's the expenses to dance to gymnastics to you know whatever and look at those and be aware and some of those I'm grateful for I'm grateful to see those things go into sporting activities or the kids' arts or the whatever the Starbucks and the wine. I can get a little disappointed in myself, but how great to track again if I don't know, I'm oblivious, and ignorance right. is bliss,
1: right? And most people don't know and they way underestimate, right? They underestimate how much they eat, or how much sugar, or how much wine, or entertainment how the star- movies, and right, how, right? Like on the Amazon thing, how many times do you just say, Ah, oh, let's run a movie?
0: And that's it because the kids will go, oh my gosh, Amazon only costs, you know, whatever it is, or or people do that now. Netflix, it only costs $6.99 a month. Yeah, and it gives you access to go buy movie after movie after movie after movie (laughs) and realize we spent a hundred bucks on Amazon. We could have gone to the theater this
1: Yeah, well. Uh, It's awareness and tracking it. If you don't know, that's why our society is going down that pathway. In fact, the auto reload thing. I'm going to have to get myself off of that. <laughs> huh. I mean, th- yeah. it's just, it's like free coffee.
0: It's embarrassing, <laughs> because then you will go up there and, and give them your little app, and they go, uh, Mr. Mellor, it's there's nothing in the account. Son of a gun. I'm so sorry. It's because I'm broke. Uh, because guys come to Starbucks too much. Well, again, this is Dave Ramsey 101. The simple fact of tracking your money, doing a budget, or even just seeing how much you spend. Simply doing that will cause you to make better that's right.
1: expenditures. And we know that. That's yeah. that's true of human nature.
0: Well, so we can say the same thing on uh, screens is, is the next one. And if you buy the last new iPhone I got, automatically track the screen time. So that little app, whatever yeah. doohickeys on there, it came up and said, hey, at the end of the... You spent on average this many, this many minutes, hours, whatever, per day. And I know when I first saw it, I was like, no way. Now... You know granted, it shows that when we I have it at home and we 're playing spotify uh playing music constantly you know you, you gotta account for that but but, but patterns it, it, back to your it, patterns. back
1: to patterns and you'll be able to see that okay our is Spotify on a social media or is it it's on i don't know i, I well i can 't remember either I got surprised too, until so i I remembered, oh yeah, we went to Kansas this week and I listened to a podcast like you know five six hours both ways yeah uh so at our public school in the middle school, they had a special guest and he, um, he had everybody bring their phones cause you know, the, you, at our middle school, you can bring your phone. They have to stay in your locker, but for this assembly, everybody went and got their phones and he had them go to the screen time thing hmm. and he had people call out, you know, how many hours are you on, um, uh, the instant inst- or Snapchat? Oh right! And so one of the girls and is over a course of two weeks and it was thirty hours. Wow! That's on Snapchat. So that's a specific that's actively, one that's actively yeah. in there going back and forth. And so a couple of things about that, I was kind of, I was kind of proud that for my son it was it was low compared to his friends, but it was way high yeah. compared to what I thought yeah. it should be. So, but if we didn't know. We didn't know, and now I I have an insight into what he what his compatriots are doing, and it was a little bit of a of a rough talk because for, through his perspective now he's way better than his friends, and here I am still trying to say, Com- well, comparison
0: but. kills us all. <laughs> well, thanks to. Michael Hyatt and Cal Newport. Uh, Michael Hyatt, well, he's got a lot of books. Cal Newport's Digital Minimalism. But I interviewed both those guys, I think, last year, and talking to them about the realities of screen time and social media and all that. And I took everything off my phone, so now I can check the weather, and uh, sometimes I'll go look at CNN and just you know see if we were or at war, whatever's going on in headlines. But just minimizing that screen time. I think we all know that, but again, the tracking is profound. To see how much are we
1: really spending time? What I'm also seeing is the people who are saying, I'm coming off of Facebook, I'm getting off of these kind of things, are are the people who are also after more well-being. Yeah. The, the recognition of the danger and the fact that there isn't really personal satisfaction in these things. And... The vast majority, probably, of our culture is is just not there, or there. I don't want to. Say, I, and I I would say mindlessly, not in a negative. They're just not aware. Yeah. And then, and my and a great heart goes out to our children who they can't be aware. They are children. Even and now, we're talking about teens who don't think they're children, but it's just, so. So that battle is there. We our society knows it. We know uh, how and i 'm grateful for screen time, and I think Apple has done us a favor um, in terms of helping us t- to increase our awareness there yeah. and what was in it for their business model and stuff like that i don 't know but um, also screen time allows me to put controls on my kids phones and 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 i 'm grateful
0: yeah well, so this goes right in line with the next point. it was just entertainment. Because that's what I ended up with my kids because they're talking about, can I, you know, can I be on the computer Mm -hmm. for this, the phone for this, uh, the video game, TV, whatever, and saying, look, most of this time, now obviously, if you're doing, you know, if they're doing their homeschooling stuff or for those who are talking to, if you're, you know, you've got a language app and you're learning Spanish, Mm -hmm. that's not what we're talking about. But we are talking about what, what let's call it, and this this is the category we're going to talk about right now, is entertainment, is how much time do we spend as a person, as a culture? Uh, on entertainment. That means something that we are not learning from. And, and I, you know, here's a podcast. Is that entertainment? You would say, no, it's learning. There's still some piece of it To Are you actively studying and sitting down to change your life? Or are you? is it positive entertainment?
1: Well, I think we could also bring in the next category to say, you know, slash. Uh-huh. Yeah. And then the next one we had was fun. And so as you and I were thinking about that, I would say, a movie is entertainment. Uh I can sit there and do nothing, but to read a book is also somewhat entertainment, but I would put it in the fun, enjoyment, relaxation, hobby category. Now, a lot of people say watching movies is my hobby, right? And they'll break the movie down and they'll talk about the director and the film camera angle and this and that and the other and whatever else. There's a lot of hobby moviegoers over there and so you and i without you know having any kind of authoritarian view on this would say entertainment seems to be passive spectator you're a spectator yeah and fun you're in the ring and the ring might be a you know boxing or mountain biking or reading a book yeah but there's a, there's a difference. Well, there.
0: we, and we got to say you're, you're a spectator and somebody's going to say, well, yeah, video games, man, I'm not, I'm in it. I'm playing. And I'll never forget uh, my kids. And this was years ago. And their video game was, uh, I don't know what it, platform it was on, but it was a four wheeler. So they're driving a four wheeler and racing it over the mountains or whatever. And I said, guys, that is, you may think that's, you know, you're participating. You are not on a four wheeler. And I bought a four wheeler. I bought one, it's rotten in the forest right now, um, but uh, bought it and, and it's dramatically different experience, tangible, visceral, kinetic experience to be out participating in something than to be doing it virtually. So I'm not going to, mm. I'm not personally, I'll be opinion enough to say that that is a spectator, video games are a spectator sport, that is entertainment.
1: I'm going to agree and I think our younger children will disagree. That once they reach their you know, 20s and 25-year-olds, that the concept of eSport will be so entrenched and ingrained that it will become a, a thing that they will then categorize as activity.
0: Yeah, uh, it, was, it was Wii and, Sports where I got soured on that, and we're playing tennis, and I'm just Authentically, yeah. I'm th- authentically though. We're playing tennis, and I'm trying to follow real tennis moves. And I see my son over there; he's killing me, and he's just flicking his wrist down. This has nothing to do right. with real zero
1: to do with new t- with real tennis. This is just. I can remember that too. In fact, the the more correct tennis form I used, the worse oh the worse it was. Yeah. Like the-
0: this is this is <laughs> that is a spectator sport, and I will I will debate anybody anywhere anytime. But that is that is inner. That is entertainment. So again, we're looking at that the the watching, looking at funny memes and laughing, which my boys are prone to do. To watching a, a video on, even if it's interesting, but watching a video on YouTube and all these things, these are entertainment, entertainment, entertainment. entertainment yeah. How much should we be having per day? And when we go back again, not that long ago, uh, in our in our in our culture, that entertainment was few and far between. It was a book at night. With the candlelight, uh, it was a banjo. Or, it, or it was
1: invented. Right, you did your own entertainment. So now we're back to fun, music. The the children created a play for the parents. The the family read together. Um, all of these things in our kids' minds, I would be so incredibly boring mm-hmm. for mo- from, for most people. Mm-hmm. And even you and I have talked about the fact that, like last night, we had a game night, and it's so much more work on my part that I have to. Organize and clean up, and kind of get the thing going. And and one kid doesn't want to play, and I gotta you know pull them in. And how it, much easier it,
0: to just put a show on. Uh and watch and now even that we put the shows on that we watch as kids and the kids are bored because it's not as frenetic and well,
1: right. Little House on the
0: Prairie these days yeah, would be yeah I, I know so again you know entertainment and, and back then when you had to go and see a play and it was people acting in it you know that's still again entertainment how much I, I think we can leave it there how much should what's our right because we have people and we know the stats of entertainment the average person is between all those screens they have a hard time putting it together between all those screens of things that you are passively especially spectator in the, the amount goes up and we have people who are more harried and hurried and who have less time and they speak it constantly and they're busy. And yet there's this gargantuan amount of passive
1: Passive consumption, really? Consumption. That's a good. That's a
0: good word. Okay, now to separate that out, and this is really the last point we're going to hit. To separate that out, though, we were and we were kind of debating, you know, discussing this beforehand on what is not entertainment but play, and we were trying to put in those things that you were actively engaged in. And we listed out things, you know, a hobby, Mm the 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 fun reading you even had in there, music, art, you know, fishing. There's bowling. There's a lot of. We tended to gravitate towards the one where we're act that are. Active, sporty ones, because that's right. who we are. But that's why I try to put in a hobby. If it's knitting, uh, we're that's gonna, okay.
1: Th- right. We're going to give that a a different level of that is a not a spectator sport. Mm-hmm. That is not a a passive consumption. You're actively now. Granted, you're you're not going to lose a few pounds or whatever the goals of that. But she's going to make a beautiful quilt. She mm-hmm. or he, and uh, over here it would be the fun of playing basketball. Yeah. Or. Or whatever. Yes, you know what's interesting? I'm
0: thinking about, I'm back on the entertainment thing too, and thinking about how, the amount of time. Let's go to sports. You're a sports-watching guy. I'm not, I'm not as much. But sitting on your couch, eating a bag of Cheetos and glass of wine, I mean, he wouldn't be eating Cheetos. Okay. But, you, you know, whatever. Even that, as opposed to getting in the car, driving the family, going to the stadium, coming in oh. and having the experience. I would even say that, no, just, just as we would say, that watching a movie or reading a book about the movie is a different physiological psychological reality experience engagement can we say that yeah so to go to a ball game and have that experience and be there in the stands and stand up and cheer i mean that's a different experience of being
1: at home yeah watching the game on tv yeah and and it's not wrong it's not immoral it's not any of those things it has its place super bowl weekend is coming up it's an event uh I'd still like to be there. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and
0: and on this, we're, we're speaking this stuff from what we, uh, you know, we've learned and we do know a lot and I hope have some wisdom in here, but we're in the same struggle. And when it comes down to it, I mean, I love, I could watch multiple, I could watch four hours of shows per night. Easy. I could drink a bottle of wine per night. Easy. I, there's these things I want to do. And we're now we're back to what are your goals? Where do you want to be tracking them? which is back to our our home base here, just the tracking of these things. If you have no endeavoring to really change them, just track them, it will alter your outcomes. Well, friends, I truly hope this has inspired you to start tracking uh, an aspect of your health and your life or many aspects. This is not a little tip. This is a massive foundation for your opportunity for your best health and wellness. Thank you as always for choosing to tune in to this self-helpful podcast. If you got value, I would greatly covet a rating or review. And the best thing would be to know that you've talked about this further. Talk about the ideas, the concepts, talk about it with someone else. I sincerely hope I've helped you help yourself so that you can help others.